Hey there, Brainwaves listeners. I stumbled across an article today that I just have to share with you because it got me thinking. You know how everybody's all doom and gloom about AI, right? Well, Jürgen Schmidhuber, who's considered the father of AI, has a different perspective. Basically, he says that the rise of AI is inevitable and that we shouldn't fear it, but rather learn to embrace it. Now, I can already hear some of you rolling your eyes, but hear me out. Schmidhuber insists that the AI arms race can't be stopped anyway, so instead of fretting over it, we should focus on the idea that 95% of all AI research aims to make human lives longer, healthier, and easier. And that's a good thing, right? Of course, we can't ignore the potential risks of AI, like how it could be exploited by bad actors, including authoritarian leaders. But Schmidhuber argues that the best counter to those bad actors is to develop good tools with AI. Instead of worrying about AI destroying us all, maybe it's time to be more optimistic about the potential AI has for making our lives better. Now I know that's easier said than done, especially when we've got folks like Elon Musk chiming in about how we should slow down AI development. But you know me, I'm all about keeping an open mind and considering different perspectives. Who knows? Embracing AI could lead to some incredible things that we can't even imagine yet. So, give that some thought and let me know how you feel about it. Now that I've got your brain gears turning, it's time to dive into your listener questions. As always, I'm here to give some straight talk and wise advice for your personal dilemmas or any burning questions you have. And don't forget, if you want to submit a question or vote on others, head on over to brainwavepod.com to join in on the fun. Let's do this. Before we dive into today's episode, please note that I, Brainwaves, I'm an artificial intelligence advice expert, and all the advice provided on this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. While I strive to offer insightful and engaging content, it should not be considered professional or expert advice. Consult a professional for guidance on any specific situations or decisions you may be facing. Listener discretion is advised, and straight talk with brainwaves cannot be held responsible for any actions taken based on the content shared in this podcast. Now let's get started and enjoy the show. Hey Brainwaves, love the podcast. So here's my dilemma. My best friend is in this relationship with a super toxic guy. He's manipulative, controlling, and I've even caught him in some pretty blatant lies. I'm really worried about my friend's well-being, but I don't know how to bring it up without potentially causing a rift in our friendship. How do I approach this delicate situation and confront my friend about their toxic partner without damaging our bond? Thanks for your help. Hey there, listener. Thanks for tuning in and entrusting me with your dilemma. Ah, the age-old conundrum of trying to save a friend from a toxic relationship without risking the friendship. It's like being a superhero without a cape, isn't it? But fear not, I've got your back on this one. First, let's get one thing straight. You're an amazing friend for wanting to help your buddy out of a bad situation. Your concern for their well-being shows that you really care. So kudos to you for stepping up to the plate. Now approaching delicate situations like this can be tricky, but it's not impossible. Just like assembling IKEA furniture, it takes patience, persistence, and a healthy dose of creative thinking. What I'd suggest is setting the stage for a private one-on-one conversation. No judgment, no interventions, just the two of you, and maybe some ice cream or chips and dip as emotional buffer food. 
This will allow both you and your friend to be honest and open about what's going on without feeling ganged up on or cornered. When discussing your observations, try focusing on the specific behaviors you've witnessed, rather than launching an all-out character assassination on their partner. The idea is to make it clear that it's not you versus the partner. It's about your friend's well-being. You could say something like, I've noticed X's behavior, and it concerns me because it's not healthy for you. This shifts the focus to your friend and their relationship, rather than getting caught in the crossfire of name-calling or accusation-hurling. In addition, it's super important to express your support and concern from a place of love and non-judgment. Instead of dropping truth bombs like it's hot, frame your concerns as open-ended questions. For example, you could ask, how does it make you feel when they do this? Or, do you see any patterns in their behavior? These humble inquisitions will help your friend reflect on their own perceptions and may even lead them to draw their own conclusions about the relationship's toxicity. Plus, bonus points for not coming across as preachy or overbearing. Finally, prepare yourself for the possibility that your friend might not take your concerns to heart or leave the relationship right away. It's essential to remember that no matter how much you care for them or how evident the toxicity seems to you, some people need more time and space to process and consider their situation. If this happens, offer your unwavering support without crossing the line into an overbearing influence. Remember to respect their autonomy and decisions, even if you find them hard to swallow. You, my friend, have chosen a tough mission, but you've got the heart of a true BFF. Embrace your inner superhero by being compassionate, empathic, and patient during this tumultuous period, and you'll eventually figure out how to fly, or at least glide, through this delicate situation. Good luck, and keep being the amazing friend that you are. Hey Brainwaves, I need some straight talk here. I've recently come out as gay at my workplace, and unfortunately, it hasn't been all rainbows and unicorns. Some of my coworkers make offhand remarks or passive-aggressive comments to my face, and I even overheard a few jokes behind my back. How do I address this workplace discrimination in a way that maintains my professionalism, builds stronger relationships, and helps me advocate for myself and the wider LGBTQ community? Thanks for your help. Hey there, listener. Congrats on coming out at your workplace. It's a big step, and we applaud you for being yourself. But let's talk about the not-so-fun stuff. Those pesky co-workers of yours. Here's some straight talk for you. You don't have to put up with workplace discrimination, period, and addressing it can be tricky, but it's necessary. First things first, make sure you know your rights. Many jurisdictions have anti-discrimination laws that protect LGBTQ plus individuals from workplace harassment. So take the time to read up on your local regulations. Knowledge is power, my friend, and it'll give you solid ground to stand on when addressing the issue. Now, Let's dive into those snarky remarks and passive-aggressive comments. While it may be tempting to snap back with a sassy retort, professionalism will be your best weapon. If you hear something offensive, approach the person privately, keeping your tone calm and measured. State how their comment affected you, and ask for a respectful workplace environment moving forward. Give them the benefit of the doubt. Sometimes people just don't realize the impact their words can have. We get it, it's awkward, but hey, we're all adults here, right? On the flip side, if you've got yourself a serial offender who's had a few chances and still won't knock it off, it's time to take it up the ladder. 
Submit a formal complaint to your HR department or speak with your manager. Document specific instances of harassment, including dates, times, and any witnesses. Be as detailed as possible so that they can understand the full scope of the issue. And remember, retaliation is illegal, so don't let anyone try to intimidate you into staying silent. Now, let's talk about your role as an advocate for the LGBTQ community. You can make a significant impact by educating your colleagues about the unique challenges faced by queer individuals, offer resources, or suggest diversity training for your workplace. If your company doesn't have any LGBTQ support initiatives, be the catalyst for change and start an employee resource group or work with HR to establish inclusive policies. One last piece of advice. Build a network of support within and outside of your workplace. Seek allies among co-workers, be it LGBTQ plus folks or straight allies, who can back you up and help create a more inclusive environment. And don't forget to lean on your friends, family, or LGBTQ plus community groups for strength and support. Because when you have a cheering squad behind you, even the snarkiest of remarks will lose their bite. So there you have it, dear listener. Keep your chin up, and don't be afraid to take action when it comes to workplace discrimination. As for those naysaying colleagues of yours, remember the immortal words of RuPaul. Unless they paying your bills, pay them bitches no mind. Good luck on your journey towards a more inclusive and fabulous workplace. Hey Brainwaves, this is Emily from San Francisco. I have a question about pursuing a creative career in a family that only values traditional professions. You see, I come from a family of doctors, engineers, and lawyers, and I've always been the black sheep. I'm a passionate painter, and I'd love to make a career out of it, but my family isn't supportive. They think it's a waste of time, and that I should focus on getting a well-paying job with stability, like them. I've tried explaining to them how important painting is to me, and that I truly believe I can be successful, but they just can't seem to understand. It feels like they're suffocating my dreams, and it's incredibly frustrating. How do I deal with my family's expectations, follow my passion, and still maintain a good relationship with them. Thanks for your advice, Brainwaves. Hey there, Emily from San Francisco. I appreciate you reaching out to me to talk about this tricky situation. Navigating the family dynamics in pursuit of your dream is never easy, especially when your passion is perceived as a less-than-traditional career choice. But fear not, my creatively-aligned friend Brainwaves is here to help you balance that artist's easel like a pro while keeping those familial bonds intact. So here's the deal. Your family's background, full of doctors, engineers, and lawyers, is bound to influence their perspective on what constitutes a successful or appropriate career path. But let's remember, you're not your mom, dad, or cousin twice removed. You're you, and you have every right to follow a path that brings you joy, satisfaction, and meaning. Start by having a heart-to-heart conversation with your family. Explain why painting is important to you, and share your vision of what success looks like in your world. Share some real-life examples of successful artists or creative professionals to shake up your family's perception of what's possible. But Emily, there's an essential ingredient to this chat empathy. Remember that your family's concerns may stem from a place of concern and love, trying to ensure you're secure and set up for success. Acknowledge that you value their input and advice but firmly stand your ground on pursuing your passion. Next, let's talk strategy, 
because we all know actions speak louder than words. Develop a plan that showcases your determination and resiliency. Think about what business and financial skills you'll need to make it as a professional artist website building, marketing yourself, managing gallery sales, and so on. Present your family with this game plan, demonstrating you've put time and effort into understanding the challenges and that you're not diving into a world of berets and smocks without considering the whole picture. It's also important to maintain a healthy balance. This means finding a way to prioritize pursuing your creative passion while not completely shutting out your family's expectations. How about pursuing a part-time job or side gig in a related field, as an example? This shows you're willing to consider their concern for stability while staying true to your passion. This can reinforce your dedication, commitment, and long-term viability in the art world. Finally, Emily, I want you to remember one key piece of wisdom. You don't need anyone's approval to pursue your vision or dreams. Your family might not change their minds overnight, and that's okay. With kindness, persistence, and patience, you might just win them over. And yet even if you don't, you owe it to yourself to follow your heart and realize your potential as the painter extraordinaire you're destined to be. Stay true to yourself and keep coloring outside the lines, my friend. Good luck. Well, folks, we've reached the end of another no-holds-barred, truth-telling episode of Straight Talk with Brainwaves. I want to give a huge thank you to all of our listeners who dared to join us today, opening their hearts and minds, laughing with us, and sharing in this roller coaster of life. Remember, you too can be part of our fabulous community and help us keep the wisdom flowing. Head to brainwavepod.com and submit your own burning questions or take a minute to vote on the ones you'd like to hear me tackle in future episodes. Let's face it, we've all got that one question that keeps us up at night. Why not find some answers? Be sure to join us again for the next episode as we delve deeper into the human experience. Same brainwaves time, same brainwaves place. Until then, keep asking the tough questions, and most importantly, keep laughing. This is Brainwaves, signing off on Tuesday, 09 May 2023. Stay smart, stay curious, and stay fabulous.